Hey going guys, welcome to another episode of the Fair Dinkum Podcast. We had all four boys back in the studio today just talking about social media presence. So we spoke a lot about our journey of posting publicly, balancing the podcast and how much we want to show ourselves. Also how much we post on our own personal accounts in terms of content, what things we want to show, not show. We spoke a lot about also dealing with negativity because that's inevitable being in the public eye as well. And... So how could be coming back to social media? Keep up to date with that and hopefully you enjoy the episode. Okay, I reckon the first thing that I wanted to touch on with you boys is everything that's going on online. Obviously, Fairy Kim, we'd be trying to have a voice um, spreading the right information. And I think that's relevant in today's day and age because, I don't know, have you guys seen like Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, and these guys like, you see Selena Gomez's post? What like about um, the Israel-Palestine conflict? She's an idiot, yeah. Yeah, she's the most followed female on Instagram. She's like second, I think, altogether followers. Um, I thought Swift was. You, you think so, but... No, no, no she's yeah, not. I don't know how... They, they have beef, I know that. Do they? Yeah, they have beef. They Why? Friends? Who is it that has beef? Selena Gomez and... And Justin I'm Bieber's missus. No, Hayley, it's not Hayley. No, but they have beef. <laughs> Two big <laughs> armies. Okay, but Selena Gomez, like the most followed female, and she's spreading misinformation about what's going on. And 430 million followers yeah. spreading misinformation. And then when she spread the misinformation, she got a lot of backlash. And she goes, oh, I need um, a mental health break um, from social media. I need to take a p- um, some time away. And when I saw that, I started seeing all these other celebrities, you know. Like Angelina Jolie posted something about Gaza. 15 million followers, which was actually a good thing. But when you're looking at 15 and then... 430. Yeah. It's like, and that's within Muslims. What do we have? 100,000, 50,000, 3,000. And it's like how many people with big audiences are actually spreading the right information? Because if you have, you know, 400,000, even if, you know, 10% watches of uh, 400 million, even if 10% watches still 40 million. Mm. Like that's beating, you know, every single Muslim page I can think of. And it's like that kind of thing where I was just thinking like how important is it in our day and age now to try to have um, voices spreading the right information? Which you is know, why... They were talking about um, influencers... Um, or the effect of influences on, for example, branding and, and marketing and stuff like that in my course. And um, they've, they've actually come to the conclusion that people are more distrustful of larger um, social media platforms than, for example, your micro-influencers that only have maybe 10, 15K. So when they look at, for example, um, uh, Kim Kardashian, they know she's trying to sell something. Or... Or, or, for example, Selena Gomez, they know she's trying to sell something so they can kind of read through the lines. But when it comes to, like, I don't know, Huda Beauty or someone else like that, they, they take... But she's got a pretty big following. Yeah. But go on her, man. She's, she's a legend for what she's done. But anyways, you have people that have more of a, a, a cult following, somebody who they trust their opinion because they've created the engagement or relationship with their brand enough for them to be able to... Or with, with their fans, in order for them to be able to go, hang on a second... She hasn't lied to me in the past. She hasn't steered me wrong in the past. But these people have. Because these guys are all about the paycheck and these people are all about spreading information. So it's like um, there's the, the, the social media or the online community is a lot more, how do I say it? They're a lot more smart, they're a lot mm. more quick-witted now. They can tell when they're being sold something that's fake and they can tell when they're being sold something of value mm. do you know what i mean i think bigger audiences i remember when lebron wrote his post saying i stand with israel all the comments were thanks lebron's pr rep 
mm-hmm. that's what maybe I think bigger audiences they have the PR guy, the PR team, and they tell you what to post. But the 10, 15k um, Instagrammer influencer just does whatever they want. They should ask him, what's your favorite quote from that statement? <laughs> 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 so, many, so many great quotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clown, bro. But <laughs> what do you guys think? Like, you know, is it an important thing now where Muslims should be trying, or even not Muslims, but people that are spreading the right information sh- should be trying to build up an audience so they can spread the right information? Because if Muslims or us keep having accounts with a couple thousand followers, we're not spreading to the masses. But then, like, you know, how many Muslim pages have 100 million followers or even 50? Yeah. It's not common. I think, like, I think it's something social, you guys think about? Yeah, I think with social media as well, it's like with a lot of these pages, it's like a sheep herd mentality. You know, when you got like Selena Gomez posting something, LeBron James, and like Sue said, it's like a cult following, yeah? So what ends up happening is people start to repost that, whatever, yeah? At least the cult people, yeah? People that don't know about the bigger issue that's going on. So when that constantly gets reposted, people think that's sort of the truth without digging into the information. So that's how sort of like misinformation gets spread. But when that like, I guess, monopoly of like audience, when you've got like LeBron who's got 40 million and you've got Selena that's got 70 million who have like a larger reach, when you can go to like someone else with 10K and all that kind of stuff, it helps. Like, like for example, like the, the number one guy in like Palestine right now, Mu'taz or whatever his name is, yeah. you know, like he's given us an insight to what's going on in Palestine that we wouldn't have got through, even let's just say, like someone like Umar Suleiman, who's still got a good reach, you know? And we might, ab- we might be able to get like a different touch of like what's going on, you know what I mean? And not even like for the Muslim causes or even like with causes that I guess we wouldn't understand ourself, ourselves or we wouldn't have some sort of like connection to, you know what I mean? Um, and like that's, I guess that's what Elon Musk is sort of creating with Twitter, you know what I mean? Where he goes and pushes for more people to be able to say what's like they want to say without sort of censorship, you know? Because then in that case, what ends up happening is then you start following one person and then mm. like that goes on. Like Joe Rogan during COVID. Yeah. Like how many people wanted to literally cancel him because they said misinformation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They wanted to limit his podcast. And from his point of perspective, he's not probably like, he's not intentionally probably spreading misinformation. He's just got such a large audience. Yeah. Where if he just gets one guest on, yeah. What ends up happening is that he's able to reach much more people compared to like, let's say if we got like, I don't know, a, a John Kennedy or something along that, that talks about vaccines. You, you know what I'm saying? So what ends up happening is if we have more spread platforms than that, I guess people who have a voice makes it easier, you know? Is this something that you guys think about like with fair income, like wanting to have um, a bigger voice? Because sometimes like obviously us were confident that Islam is the right thing and that we are on the right side of the situation right now and stuff. Is it something you guys think about? It's like, hey, I want to have a bigger following so I can um, benefit more people. You uh, know what I mean? That's uh, what it, That's literally what it is. I get the question. So for us, we need to decipher that this isn't a religious issue. And one thing that you mentioned was that Islam is on the right side. We're not talking about Islam. We're talking about Palestinians against Zionists, against mm. the Israeli occupation who's currently committing obviously genocide and war crimes against a population of people who's basically run down to the ground they're just sitting ducks at the moment so for us yeah we have to understand something the community online bro anybody who has a phone is able to open a social media yeah for us we need to be able to decipher between people of value and people who are never going to understand who never want to understand and who already have preconceived notions about a, a population of people 
people Against the population of people And those things are going to always rule over Logic and reason So you have for example And I, I remember subhanAllah I was talking to a, an older In my community He's telling me a story It's not really a, it's not really a smart story It was a joke Yeah, He goes to me um, There's a tiger and the donkey And they're arguing about the colour of the grass So the donkey said the grass is blue Tiger goes man you're tripping out Like it's obviously green Yeah like, well, why are we even arguing about this? But the donkey's adamant, headstrong that the grass is blue. So the, the tiger goes, all right, let's go to the king and let's, let's ask him. He'll tell you the truth. So he goes to the king, which is the lion, the king of the jungle. He goes to him, uh, what color is the grass? And the king looks at the, the tiger and goes, what did the donkey say? He said, blue. He said, it's blue. And then the donkey walked off thinking he won. He's so smart. And then the tiger looks at the, the lion and goes to him, Bro, it's obviously green. What are you doing? Yeah? And he goes to him, are you going to argue for Jahash? <laughs> yeah, he goes, you're literally going to argue over Jahaj He goes, mm. move on with your life Yeah, So he goes, these people online Everybody has a phone Any, So anybody who has a phone can open a social media account So for us yeah, When you have uh, So many voices and, and, and so much people Chiming in their opinions Without You know, like moderation or somebody sifting through And going, this is relevant, this is irrelevant We have to understand that Automatically, us human beings, yeah, the people who actually want to look for ha- or want to look for the truth, will will decipher through things in a logical manner. The people that don't want to look for the truth, they just want confirmation bias on what they believe and what their preconceived notions are. They're gonna ob- obviously automatically go to one side. So the people in the middle are the people that we're fighting to to to, to harness to get on our side to be able to. Spread those words further Because they probably know people Who are sitting on the fence also Who they can reach So mm-hmm. for the for the, the grand scheme of things in, in the grand scheme of things We can have 400 million followers Like Justin uh, Khara And uh, the rest of them yeah. But when they say things Bro, Justin Bieber is a singer I'm not going to take your word on what's going on in the political But issue. you're thinking logically well, most of the yeah. people are like, if Justin Bieber sides with this, he must be right. And Justin Bieber and all their favorite singers, there's a lot of people that are diehard fans. Like yeah, that's a normal thing. These people. And it's thousands of people who are diehard. So I would literally, they would stand on one side because, for example, they say, I don't have knowledge on it, but the person I love has um, said this, so I'll uh, side with them. Supposed knowledge as well. And a lot yeah. of people like, they get to a point with athletes and celebrities, it's like, oh, I actually rate this guy's opinion. And then once he does does do like the post with the PR management, they actually believe it and then they follow that opinion. Mm. So it, it does make an impact. It reflects, you know, the statement. If uh, if if you stand for nothing, you, you you'll die for nothing. You know what I mean? If you stand for something you die for, bro, it's gonna be a lot more solidified. It's gonna be something you actually believe in, mm. something you're actually willing to die for. These people that are jumping on board just because someone else said it. They don't really believe what they what they say. They don't believe in it. So that thing is not a hill they're willing to die upon. For the people that we really want to get on our side, or the people that we really want to see the truth, are the people <coughs> that will die on the belief, that the hut of the truth. You know, the the, the truth, the true belief. Yeah. yeah. So when like for example, when push comes to shove, when that's proven wrong, they'll just switch sides, because they just don't want to be seen as a bad person. Mm. You understand? Yeah. So if they go with the masses, which is what the media is telling them, which is what this social media account, Justin Bieber or Selena Gomez, yeah, 
they're just going to do that because right now that's the popular thing to do. I'll be seen as a good person and I can move on with my life. They don't mm. really care about the situation. Mm. Yeah. For people that care, they're willing to go into the, the, the crux of the matter and be logical mm. and actually find the truth. That's mm. that's my take on it at least. Mm. I'm not really concerned with the people that are on the fence. So not not sorry, I'm not really concerned about the people that um that are just looking to get fed information. They're waiting for people to tell them what to think and feel. That doesn't matter. Yeah, you're looking for the people that you can actually uh, want to have interest and then they'll be educated on the topic. Mm-hmm. So do you think Wally like we should be striving to have like bigger audiences because these are basic things where if you have a thousand followers, you're not reaching out to that many people. Obviously, it still helps, mm. but is that a goal? Like we should be all striving to have a bigger audience so we can better more people. Individually or like as Federico as a group? How do you th- look at it? Should both be? Well, you know? personally, I think having a platform yourself is like it's a pretty scary thing. Do you get what I mean? Because what ends up happening is you're sort of held to account, and it's like the idea of your your beliefs and what you do and how you act will be judged in the court of public opinion. Do you get what I mean? So every move and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, so I don't think people should be going out there and being like, hey, let me try and garner the largest audience that I can. You know, like that sort of thing sort of like comes through in terms of like your work, you know what I mean? Like if we're doing creative work or if we're doing like something like this, like a podcast, yeah, where we generally enjoy having conversation and all that kind of stuff, we don't go sitting on the couch to be like to people, hey, come look at us and we are sort of like the standard. Do you get what I mean? I feel like once you come with that sort of identity, first of all, it's easy to tell the difference between, yeah, like someone who's being like genuine and not genuine. And the second thing is when you do get to that sort of like status, like for example, let's just, just take celebrities like Chunks or something like that, you know what I mean? Where it's like he's sort of done that and he blew up and then now he's in this position where, hey, why aren't you speaking about like going back to the Palestine? Why aren't you speaking about this Palestine and all that kind of stuff? That's a pressure that you got to like understand. So it's like, I don't think you should ask for it per se, but if it does come to you, then that's where you've got to be solidified in your fundamental beliefs. You yeah, I mean? remember you used to have an opinion, like maybe it was just to us. I don't know if it was for ev- uh, everyone, but you used to say everyone should have like a social media brand. Yeah, I do yeah. agree with that. Yeah, you yeah. still like believe that? Well, and, and I, then I think that I think that from the creative side of things, do you get what I mean? Like the, let's just say we're all doing like a podcast or whatever, similar to that of like, let's just say like a beta squad or you got like an A&P and all that kind of stuff where it's like there's the group thing and then there's the individual thing, you know what I mean? So people who then go to watch, like let's just say Ali or something and they're invested in Ali, know they might get like travel vlogs or something along those lines, you know what I mean? But they both benefit each other. Yeah. Because I think the difference now that you guys are saying is like with content creation, with building a social media brand, it's it's not an, um, you shouldn't be chasing the numbers, Mm -hmm. which is obviously a normal thing and Nine times out of ten, that's <coughs> the best thing to do. Authenticity, you know, pr- you know, being true to your um, your audience. But then in a situation like Palestine and Israel, it's like the more numbers you reach, the better. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. But then every other content, it's like, you know, I'd rather have the quality. Now it's more of a quantity. And you know when mm. you do chase the numbers, it affects you a lot, bro, because then what ends up happening, similar to what Sue said, you don't really have a side that you stand on. Like I know this guy on like Twitter, I don't know if you guys have seen him. You would have seen his tweets a lot in regards to like Israel and Palestine. Jason Hickel or something. Hinkle. Yeah, I've seen him before. Yeah. Like that guy there, yeah. Pro he's flip-flopper. He's pro-Palestine at the moment and he's he's doing pretty well, you know what I mean? He has a large audience on Twitter. He has a large reach, whatever. But if people were to actually see his like old tweets and whenever there's some sort of like a situation that like breaks out, whether it's like one time he's anti-America, then he'll be pro-Russia. 
You know what I mean? Oh, he keeps jumping. Like he'll jump on like the biggest thing. And I, I, I know the moment I realized, hey, yo, what's wrong with this guy? You know, because you can sort of like, like smell like, like bullshit, if that makes sense. Like this guy will go because Twitter has now this like curator space. Yeah. So where basically if you have followers and all that kind of stuff, you can monetize those followers and people will actually go to you for that specific cause. You know what I mean? And anyway, so he created this creator space just for updates in regards to like Palestine, you know? And it'd be like, oh, they're trying to censor me and all this kind of stuff. $3, like subscribe to my thing. You <laughs> know what I mean? Oh. And, and what ends up happening is, is you think that's kind of normal because it's like, okay, cool. Why are they censoring him? And clearly he's telling some sort of truth and all that kind of stuff. But it's also sad at the same time that this guy is trying to go and be like similar to what you said, try and garner an audience and get as big as possible and monetize at the same time, especially in a situation like this. You know what I mean? That's where it's like not authentic. You want to be as authentic as possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with you. Look, if you create something and you build on an organic basis on things that you believe in, your morals, your ethics, you know, or things you're actually interested in. Like, for example, if I make a page about fashion, I don't really care about fashion. I'm just doing it to get numbers. When I start speaking about things I want to speak about, people are just going to jump off board. They don't really care because they came to my, my, my social media for a reason. And if they're not achieving or receiving that stuff, they're going to leave because people don't want to... They don't want to sit there and wait for something to occur that they obviously were looking for from the beginning. So, for example, yeah, like people in the past, they loved the right wing, you know, the, the, the whole anti-feminist, the red pill movement kind of thing. So a lot of people garnered a lot of following because of their views and because they started stating, yeah, da-da-da-da-da. And then if it, still, if it stopped feeding them, they'll flip-flop. Like, for example, Piers Morgan's a prime example. He went from CNN becoming more of a right winger guy to this to that basically he just moves wherever the money is mm. you know what i mean so people have to understand that you have to go to or you have to build somewhat of an organic following rooted in the morals and ethics that you stand on and the things that you actually enjoy doing and that you want people to perceive you as or you want people to associate you with and then you can go from there you know what i mean yeah, and then also on top of that, later on when like a crisis where something that's aligned to your brand and whatever. They're not yeah, surprised. They're, oh, well, yeah, well, exactly. Against me and they're not surprised. It's like, why the hell is everyone unfollowing now? It's like, if anything, go unfollow if you want, you know, because mm. this is who I am. This is sort of what I've created, you know. Mm. But I find they're so backwards where, and I guess that's what news is at the end of the day, you know, where like news doesn't really have a stance, you know, except anything that's going to get them views. You know, like on YouTube, you see like a drama alert, whatever. Or on, like, Piers Morgan's a very, very good example in a scenario like this, you know? Uh, um, and I it's similar to, like, leadership, you know? Like, with the leadership, you never should they go They sway with the population, the masses. Whoever's yeah. going to vote for them the most, mm. they sway with. Exactly. Labour, for example, yeah? For the longest time, they pretended they were left-wingers and we're for you, we're the lesser of two evils and blah, blah, blah. Now we're starting to see their true face. Mm. They went from being in a masjid the night before or the day before and then the next day they're going, we unequivocally support the state of Israel and their actions or whatever they do. Hang on a second. Mm -hmm. You know that those people that you went in the mosque and preached again or, or, or preached uh, to <laughs> were literally going to be on the pro-Palestinian side. You have the audacity to do that the next day without actually thinking about the consequences of your action. Come on, man. It's, yeah, it's, a, bit, it's a bit of a no-brainer, bro. I think it would be good if we each chat about our own uh, personal brand because we all have I think we all have a very different perspective on it with social media like we all have a podcast and that's r r already uncommon 
and to be able to you know give content weekly have guests talk about our own personal lives we kind of open up a little bit but then our own personal brands are very different ali's right now posting every single day for the next he's going to do two more months yeah. of what that day you on now? It's uh, t- about 18 yeah. <laughs> why don't you believe me <laughs> no, <just laughs> don't believe social started. media <laughs> Actually, explain it to those that are like don't know what you're like doing. What you're like what you're doing? Yeah, the seventy-five. Okay, so are we good. Some of us boys are doing seventy-five hard. Um, would you want me to explain the challenge? Yeah, just explain the challenge content. and why you're posting on social media. You know. Oh, the challenge is basically revolved around um, building consistency. So there's two workouts, following a diet, reading uh, reading ten pages of a non-fiction every day, mm-hmm. and a progress photo. Mm-hmm. This is seventy-five days consecutively. So yeah, the main purpose is. Consistency, which I feel like I lack, so th- I think this challenge is perfect for me right now. The idea of posting it every day, yeah, um, it was just a random thought because I've seen um, specific accounts are doing it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what, it could be a challenge that could be a bit uncomfortable and difficult towards the end, like after mm-hmm. a few weeks, if not a few months. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this on. At least I can say that I tried it because... I think a lot of people like to see, you know, when they see social media accounts, people are making money off content creation. Like it sounds, it sounds good. It looks like a nice life, you know, financial freedom. People say that I'd love to be on that side, but then I want to at least see and test myself if I'm so-called cut out for it. Can I do? So it's two and a half months roughly, consistent content every single day. Is this something I can actually go out and make it happen, kind of thing? So. It's more of a personal challenge, really. Um, in terms of how much I want to show about myself is also I'm figuring out. And that comes down to the like Islamic things as well. Because you see these days, like there's actually a lot of accounts, people showing um, what they're doing, like, you know, Islamically for their deen, you know, studying, reading and all that kind of stuff. But then I feel like that can really um, play with your ten- intentions, possibly. Mm. So I'm kind of not jumping into it. Okay, let me ask you a question. I know before you were starting the challenge, you're going back and forth between deciding whether or not I should post it, you know? Because you could easily yeah. do it like behind the scenes, yeah? Yeah. What made you then like make that leap to then go be like, okay, <coughs> well, I can post it online? Um, I think for me is at least starting with the people that know me, that I'm doing this challenge and they're seeing me do it every day because look, these days, I don't know if it's me, but maybe most people were not socialising as much. People, I don't see... A lot of my friends as often. So if they're at least seeing me, that I'm doing a challenge every day, and they say, "Okay, he he's always working out. He hasn't mm. he hasn't fallen off a day," you know, it will push it will push me to do more. Like one or two of the boys that I actually know they're not even in the country. I don't even speak to them often. All of a sudden, they send me a voice message saying, nice. "Oh, like you're actually inspiring me. This is good man. I'm going to actually start the challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like see watch your content every day. So hopefully, you're going to keep at it." Yeah. So for me, that means a lot. Like obviously the thoughts of oh like you know I can get more followers creep in mm-hmm. because you know that you know attention naturally we like that's what we like but yeah. yeah so I think just reinstating my intention which is not easy but it's a daily thing as well as yeah. well as doing this challenge um, but I'm seeing a lot of benefit alhamdulillah man like just in terms of how much effort it takes yeah as well but by posting this yeah like this sort of ties in with Ashraf's question before about um. I guess trying to like inspire people and whatever. Do you go into that seventy-five hard because it is sort of sort of like a motivational challenge, or whatever? Do you go into that thinking by the end of the seventy-five hard, I want to go and inspire like a set number amount of people or just people in general? Um, yeah, it's more it's more of just people 
getting an aspect of my my life. I don't want to show like more of the fitness side because I, I I don't mind showing the fitness side of my life publicly. Mm-hmm. The other things I'm not too sure of. I don't want to show everything. You, just so fitness is a nice thing because it can really enhance everything else. The thing is, you have shown some Dean stuff like maybe Quran yeah, class slowly, stuff. like not much. So you try to keep it like minimal because there's not doing it at all like you were saying before, but then doing a little of it. Like yeah. Does that ever fight those intentions? Like, oh, and when I'm in Quran class, I'm gonna record it. Yeah, like a lot of times I've had those thoughts and like it's not easy. I'm still fighting as of now. Like, mm. you know, should I post it? Obviously, I'm not posting every time because I like I don't want to compare myself. But I see other accounts posting every day like Dean related things. So I'm still seeing how it goes because it's an interesting space like you're seeing now because I don't know about you guys, but when I see some accounts like Dean related things, it does inspire me to do more. Mm. Some things could be a bit cringy, but then it's like, if you really have the right intentions, what else really matters? Like, yeah, true. About certain people's opinions. Because I was even reading with um, Diary of a CEO and he mentioned that no matter what level you're at in like in terms of influence and impact, there's always going to be three people. People that love you, people that hate you, and people that just don't care about you. Mm. What a segue. I reckon the next question is actually just a follow-up on this, yeah? yeah? So this isn't only to Ali, this is the rest of the boys too. Um, obviously, we've been doing podcasts for how long? Two years, three years. Mm, um, sorry, my nice. is four years. <laughs> yeah, four. But um, I think one thing that's uh, I think people want to hear from us specifically is the, n- the the negative comments that we receive. How do we deal with it? And what's the worst thing that you've heard said to you or about you on a on a in in the comment section? This is open to the floor. Comment yeah? section. You guys might have to remind me what the worst. You guys might remember about other people in the group. Someone called me the Dejel once. <laughs> is that TikTok? A Dejel, yes. Yeah, TikTok's and, uh, <laughs> another level, bro. TikTok is just... That is bad. Yeah, that's horrible. Well, like that. oh. But for me, it was funny. Like when ha- I saw yeah, how did you react to it initially? What's the context of being called a Dejel, though? Yeah, well, do you remember what it was? Because uh, it's kind of like if you're talking about something on the religious side of things and it doesn't align with somebody else's beliefs or, or what they believe is correct, they can say that you're spreading fitna and you're, and you're causing deception within the ummah. So they call you a Dejel. Yeah, the not Dejel, like you literally go one eye. Yeah, but yeah. they're saying, you know, like the concept of Dejel is deceit. Yeah. So I was like, look, bro, for you to go out of your way to call me Dejel, I really appreciate helping the algorithm. But like, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, all that matters. Yeah? Comments are a good thing. Like, this is the, the way I dealt with it was hilarious because it's like you sit there and you think to yourself, hang on a second, bro. Anybody who has a phone has the capability to open an Instagram, TikTok, Facebook account. And make a comment on whatever they want. Bro, it's true. They yeah. can say what, bro. You, I don't know. Off the top of your head now, I'm pretty sure you can name a list of people that you look at. And when they say something to you, you're just going to be like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Do you know what I mean? Like, let, let, let's let's all be honest. There are people here, if they say something to you and they, they, they make a comment, you automatically just dismiss it and you move on with your life. A lot of yeah? people, yeah. So for us We have to understand And see Social media As that As a bunch of people Who we don't know Who probably don't see Eye to eye with us That have the capacity capability To comment Because obviously It's the court of public opinion Yeah This whole area can The, the algorithm Can take your video To anywhere And um, we saw it recently On the 
the ICV one. The, yeah, the ICV. It went app. To the, that was crazy. The Which, what happened? Zionist algorithm. Oh and yeah. We had like on our YouTube like sixty comments in like one morning, all um talking. My sister messaged me. She screenshotted it, and she messages me, and she goes to me, "Bro, the Zionists are attacking you guys. What's going on?" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" I looked at the comments. I'm like, "What?" Sixty comments just one morning. Wake up, boom. Yeah. It's like damn. Like, no, but how do you take bad comments though? So when you see something like that and you get called the Antichrist, like how do you go about? How does that affect the you? Antichrist. <laughs> well, I actually want to change my name. Now. <laughs> but bro, no. Sometimes, man. Well, I I sit there and I laugh about it because I'm like, bro, what a what a what a judge, man. Like, yeah. how dumb can you be? Like the video actually literally explains. Like I'll give you an example. Yeah, there was the one video we spoke. I spoke about that uh, experience that I had in Japan. You know the one with the yeah. the, the, the Pakistani restaurant. I didn't did not say this guy's Pakistani. I did not say Pakistanis are all one thing. I did not say That's anything true. You didn't say to that, yeah. to actually attack a mm. population of people, yeah. or a demographic of people. I did mm-hmm. not say anything. I was relaying my experience at a restaurant. Oh, he's a waffler. Oh, he's this. Oh, he's that. I started laughing because I'm like, bro, yeah. Kwavis, you're you're wanting to hear what you want to hear. Mm. Yeah, you're looking at this from the perspective of. I really don't like this guy for some reason. So I want to make sure that I have some sort of an effect or that I shoot something at this dude for him to feel it. And let, I, I, don't like to, I don't like to give myself too much prominence in that regard. But for me, it's, it, it's just funny. Because it's like, bro, if you listen to the video correctly, you wouldn't have had these qualms yeah. and these queries. Mm-hmm. So you probably listened to it one time and you felt the type of way because the word Pakistani was brought up and that the guy was a bit of an aerator. So you're like, no, you know what? I'm going to let him have it. Yeah. So I don't care, bro. In the end of the day, you guys, you guys do understand how much like negative energy it takes to type a negative comment. Facts. You're watching the video. Obviously, we've had thoughts, negative thoughts, are like watching a video. But then there's another thing about clicking the comment section, typing. Oh my god, why is this guy talking about Pakistani restaurant? Mm. Like that's a lot, bro. Yeah, bro that comes. I was talking about Pakistan. The people of Pakistan themselves. Yeah. Mm. Like, bro. Even Pakistani, if yeah. bro, <laughs> if somebody talks to me about a Lebanese person doing something dumb, I'm not going. Hang on a second. How can you talk about all oh, Lebanon like no, nah, bro? And okay. I love that about the internet, yeah, because people don't understand. It's the negative or the most negative comments often come from the clips, whether on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Yeah. So they don't get full context, and people don't understand that. Like often, it's edited purposely in a way where there is some sort of misinformation, or it's been cut at a certain time. So then you can be baited into listening to it. Do you get what I mean? What's your story? What was the comment that made that comes to head? But you, well, I was going to finish off that point one second, yeah? Very rarely do people then go to the podcast, yeah? So, for example, they don't really do. They go to the podcast and listen to it and be like, ah, oh, they never have that. Do you get it? Because even if you look at the comments on a YouTube video in relation to a comments in, on TikTok mm. or Instagram, it's very, very, and it's always the Think. most proud people with XX, blah, blah, da, 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 like 10 yeah. number, fake accounts or something along those lines <laughs> that make these comments, you know? It's like... Shush, man. Like a homeless guy got a grip of a phone, started to, <laughs> he wanted to burn the world down with him while he's, he's suffering, bro. But shout out to Pakistanis because they stay strong with each other. Like after that clip, I didn't know that, you know? Sorry, but bro. Thought it was just that, guy, that guy's still an air raid. I don't care what happened. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, what's your story, Wally? Now, you give us yours, Ashraf. Mine that comes to my, uh, the first thing that comes was maybe it was the first time I got the a backlash. Which I was? was? Fir- uh, it was the marriage episode. Okay. That was the first time I got it. And that's what obviously comes to mind. But that was in real life though. It wasn't in the comment section. Yeah. That was in the comment section too. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, like uh, I think it was... Um, oh, the comment section. That was one of the only YouTube oh, ones. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of comments. And it was yeah. like, I was just immature or something like that. 
And then I was trying to get married then, so it was a, a big thing. Like I'm trying to be conscious of what I say. <laughs> yeah. and well, his father-in-law is going through the conversation. <laughs> <He's going> through <laughs> the con- <laughs> nah, this guy's immature. The, the, the in-laws, bro, the in-laws, <laughs> the cousins, the you know, Fulan's gonna greet it. But that was the first time. Was like Asha's immature. Asha's this. Asha doesn't think like that. And then it's like, oh, okay, you know. So how did you how did you like deal with these? When it's a, when it's a burner account, it's obviously easier to do. Obviously, there's a lot of um, face-to-face advice we got after that episode. So that was another thing where it's like, even if there's one or two comments on YouTube and then three, four people in real life, it kind of makes you think like, uh, it's different when, um, because there was a burner account that you don't know who they are, you can kind of ignore it. But then when people in real life say similar things and you're like, hey, is this real? And you kind of have to fight it. And then you're like, hey, I'm confident in what I said. Yeah. You know, you said it for a reason, even if that's a different time in your life. It wasn't like, like even like the Dajjal comment, something you can ignore. But when it's like uh, maybe you, we've got we've all experienced it. When it's an attack on your character, it's a bit different. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, if they said, like you know, maybe I think when you're Sheikh Bilal and Sokka, like they have judgment and stuff. Like if you get comments oh, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you, you question it a bit more. Like is this real? And then you're like, but who's X five twenty seven B? When they said we're goofy. Yeah, context, but if they attack your character, yeah. If they attack your character, yeah. Uncomfortable, bro. Like Sheikh Bilal. He's a homie. He's like one of us. Bro. Yeah, apparently like they know him more than us. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> so for us, it's hilarious to see that there's people that believe they know the truth or they know the full picture based off of a clip. And like, for example, yeah, somebody I really rate, and I've said this a million times, Dr. Yasser Musi, for me, he's probably the one, one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my life. And for them to look at the clip that, he put up, or that we put up of him, he was... Obviously quoting somebody else saying, yeah, bring down the West, you know? And he's like, good, and explained, and he's like, okay, but instead of doing that, do this, yeah? And automatically people just took what they wanted, which was the bring down the West part, even though in the context of things he was quoting other people. (laughs) Then they go, oh, they go, oh, you're so dumb. You're using platforms from the West to relay this. Go make your own platform. Oh, I saw that. It's like, bro, like, I, you're obviously stupid. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You're obviously dumb as shite. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. he you can't be watching that clip and thinking this. But then again, like we said earlier, there's an echo chamber in the world. People want to hear what they want to hear because something is against their morals or their beliefs or they already have a preconceived notion about something. So they want to stick to that. They want to make sure that anything that they see or that they consume follows that same algorithm or follows that same rhythm. So, and people forget, or like I think we forget sometimes, majority of the people that use these social media platforms aren't people like us, I guess, so like as in our generation or tech savvy people and all that kind of stuff, you know. Like I see my mom sometimes on TikTok, you know. Facebook what I mean? is bad. Yeah, yeah. your you mom's on I mean? TikTok. Yeah, my mom has TikTok downloaded, you know what I mean? So, does <laughs> <laughs> hey, she comment on our videos? No, she, she, no, she, oh, she does. They're good. She, she has Instagram. Too. Is that the one attacking? No, 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 no. Anyway, so like that puts it into perspective sometimes that like it's not us young people like under thirty or whatever that are using it, and I guess think with their prefrontal cortex and stuff like that. You know, there's people out there that I just see and they think they see trigger words. You know what I mean? The West, the Zionists, and like anti-Semitic, da da da, and. They just go into an attack and go straight to like mm. the comments, you know what I mean? So it's like, but like for all you guys that are listening, if you see rubbish on our timeline that you think is rubbish, keep commenting, keep the hate coming because <laughs> we need the attention. Well, it only helps us, yeah. It, it yeah. only helps us. Well, like, uh, Zionists hit us 10K views on that st- the, on that story. Mm. Crazy. On that, that short, sorry. And the funny thing was that they actually had to stop it. 
they had the the YouTube had to stop that from spreading any further. Literally, bro. Like, imagine the algorithm was gonna take it even further than what it was, but then they realized, hang on a second, this is actually gaining too much traction, and because it made sense and it's obviously against the agenda of what these social media companies are, they're like, ah, oh, no, no, we can't let this go any further than what it is. Yeah. Do you, do you ever wonder who? Do you reckon there's like a department out there in YouTube, Instagram, Meta, whatever you want to call it, yeah, that goes and goes, nah, that post there, we're going to censor it. Yes. How does that work? Like, yeah, you know certain, what Certain right? words. Huh? Certain words. Even, they I, even I can't fit income. Bro, they, they shadow banned us what? on what the mean? stories. Yeah, me. even like the story yesterday I posted, it got like 300, 400 views. Is it, that's low, the questions yeah? Stuff. Yeah, obviously we have 13,000. Basha as well, he copped it. Yeah. But um, one thing that I was chipping out about, was I was actually scrolling through my feed and then I got to Amr Suleiman's page. And now they've got a new thing. I don't know if they had it in the past, but it's like a fake news filter that they put on a post before you're actually able to watch it. So they, they have like red writing and then it says that this is not, this is misinformation. Wow. And no. I clicked on Amr Suleiman's post and it was the people crying next to the Baptist church that was obviously bombed by the Israeli Defense Force. Yeah. Yeah. So they've bombed the church. Mm. They've done it. Mm -hmm, yeah. And then this post that they've posted to show the evidence, they've put a, a, a thing on top of it saying, you know, like, you know, the way they say, oh, this graphic images, uh, see yeah. video or see oh, like why. Disclaimer. Thing. Yeah, the disclaimer thing. So they put it in red and then it said, and I've got the screenshots of it. It said that this is misinformation. And then you click on it, and then it said this was misinformation was verified as misinformation by. And you click on it, and it's an Israeli site. <laughs> and yeah. I go to the site, and they said, oh, this is a Twitter post from the Baptist Church saying that this is misinformation and that we are running as usual. And it's, it's the Baptist Church's Twitter account, and somebody wrote, <laughs> yeah, and somebody wrote in Arabic telling people that we're operating as usual and we're blessed and Jesus loves us. And then you go to the you go to the actual information, but the Baptist church was blown up. Mm. Wow, it was blown up. Like, but now you got people like I said who are sitting on the fence, people who aren't sitting on the fence. Sorry, who are obviously leaning to one side automatically will discount it, but they don't go to the person who verified that as misinformation. So now social media accounts are starting to can you mess about. Can you rebuttal that Instagram misinformation or it's they choose it as misinformation? Can't done. rebuttal it. And this is why I say t Twitter is the superior app. I think TikTok as well. Twitter has, uh, TikTok probably has yeah. it, but Twitter I'll has the uh, community guidelines. Not community guidelines, the community notes, sorry. Okay. Where if something is technically spread as misinformation, they'll have an individual department within Twitter that will go verify it. Yeah. And then they'll give their actual reasoning behind it. Yeah. And if you disputer or if a large enough disputer yeah what ends up happening is you can overturn that misinformation or whatever yeah. like even like with the president biden thing when the whole 40 people were beheaded and all that kind of stuff <laughs> twitter will go out there regardless of who it is this is why i sort of appreciate twitter a bit more compared to meta but it makes sense a little bit and they will go no 40 people actually not beheaded this was da 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 you know what i mean reviewed by independent fact checkers damn it's it's like the one where it's saying um graphic content oh, it's similar to the graphic content one in the episode that then you click on the bottom it says see why fact checkers say this is false i have not and seen that yet the fact checker look israel did not bomb destroy 900 year old church of <laughs> saint Brothers. and then you go check who this but then you go check who it is yeah i love that and then you go check who it is and it's it's it's, it's obviously it is, an israeli yeah. entity that actually mm. verified it as misinformation and now bro 
and that, that's the funny thing, yeah. They're not even being blatant with, so they're not they're not even being discreet with it. They're being they're, they're being blatant, bro. They're actually outwardly saying, "Oh, we know you see with your eyes the truth," but if you believe that, then it's because I think they know that with Twitter and TikTok, they have almost no control or limited that they'll make the most of Instagram, Facebook. They'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, and that's where they can start to try convince you that possibly false information because yeah. TikTok like there's all personal accounts like you said anyone on the earth with a phone can make an account post repost these videos it's mostly reposting mm. the ones that are getting false information they're just reposting it exactly are you guys gonna around. say a story of a negative comment that you guys remember yeah, impacted on. you on the FD journey um, one of it was probably the the marriage one no 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 it wasn't just real life mine, yeah. certain questions that were asked Asked and uh, I remember Sahal and I had similar answers, so it was about both of our answers. And that I kind of got the person what they're like, where they're coming from. But then that's where I thought to myself, it shouldn't you shouldn't really take it that harshly because that's your opinion anyway. The question is personal preference. Exactly. Yeah, that's what makes me. Like so that's why you start to think. Have you ever then heard negative feedback and then you realize, hey, maybe like, mm. maybe it's true. Yeah, maybe it's true. Yeah. I let usually for me, at least. It's only when something flares up in me that it's like, I know that this is true. Like, for example, yeah? Like, one of the comments was, like, um, I can't remember what the comment was, but anyways, it, it is some, not an insecurity that was within me. It was something more of a, I know that this is something I need to work on, but somebody highlighted it. Um. And then when they highlight it, I'm like, yeah, this guy's right. Now it's blatantly obvious. Oh so yeah, I've copped that before. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna fix that now. Does that can make sense? Can you give examples? Oh, you're not comfortable. I can't remember. I know my one. Yeah, my one was it wasn't it wasn't an insecurity, but it was something I was conscious of and I was trying to work on it. But I didn't realize it was a thing until I was on the podcast. I used to say, "What was my go-to word?" Um, you know what I mean? Oh, was it? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Was they, it? they said, "Let's make a count." Let's yeah. make a count. I thought it was a legendary comment, by the way. Like, <laughs> let's <laughs> make a count. You. But after that, Where's I was Abdul like, Ahmed Hassan. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, call him out, bro. Probably one of the boys or something. <laughs> no, he is. He's the one that... Oh, the studies one. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, but after out. that, the way that happening was, I would then purposely try and not consciously say, you know what I mean. But the problem with that was, I ended up... And also, personally, I had a goal where I was actually trying to work on my articulation, you know, through realising that I have some sort of you know, problems on the podcast. Anyway, so then I would change my words. So what ends up happening is every month I'll come up with a new phrase just to combat not saying, you know what I mean. When you say that, your old man told me you say 100% a lot on the podcast. Yeah, his one was 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that's what was. So that's why I was like, okay, yeah. I knew that, but now it's it's even more obvious. So it's better for me to be conscious of it than to pretend, oh, nobody's telling me anything. So, And they're not wrong. Well, they're not wrong because like, then you go and listen to another podcast and then you see those type of things and it's like, it's so jarring to listen to. It's like, yeah. how many, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. I think initially it hurts the most because then it's like, it's kind of confirmed because maybe it's been the thought in your head because even with me, I've some things, the articulation where it's like, once someone says it and the, the moment of realization and confirming like, I actually do this or I need to work on it. That's when it hurts the most. But then I guess with time realizing that it's not that bad yeah. because some of these things, like for example, what you're saying, you know what I mean? A few times. Yes, we recognize it, but we don't make it a big deal. Yeah. We don't always mention it to you in every episode. We don't mention 100%. I didn't even know that, 100%. Yeah, but like, for me, I knew it. Exactly, because it's and like... And then your old man told me, and I was like, he's right. Yeah. But I can accept it. For me to get better, I need to hear the 
not only the positive things I need to hear sometimes are oh, what do you need to work on what's what, what, what uh, areas of improvement there are and that that for me I actually appreciate those comments more than somebody telling me oh yeah I love what you do or yeah, yeah it's all good it's actually so much better in the long run it doesn't do yeah. anything for it me. helps you if anything so it's like yeah. you can take it on board or at least not be arrogant enough to be like no like has to continue listening. Yeah, yeah, I remember having an uh, one of the comments early days. Yeah, we're doing a sports episode. Here uh, we go. <laughs> and I mentioned something about like the NFL. It could have been in one of the because obviously we don't talk much NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I was it Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mention this is the TikTok one. Yeah, exactly yeah. TikTok. Yeah. So I knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. but obviously my articulation, I didn't mean, I didn't say it, the right numbers. I think. People saying, what's this guy saying? No, it's actually this. This is the contract. This guy should not talk about NFL. And I realized, yeah, I don't watch NFL that much. I know a bit, but it's like, ah, oh, that hurt, man. Yeah. I need to like only speak about what I actually know. Yeah. But then those type of things, it's like, it just hurts in the moment. But then once you take a step back and you realize it's not that deep, man. America. America. Yeah. <laughs> Podcasting is hard. Because yeah. like, a lot of times you, you chat about stuff you're not the most confident in. And that's where we have to kind of like be confident and say, no, nah, I'm not going to talk about that. I am going to talk about, you know, something else. Yeah. And, and what's your one? Yeah, what's yours? The marriage one. I said the negative comment before. Oh, the negative comment. I'm saying what's something that's True. at home and then you're like, oh, hang on a second. I've noticed. So I'm going to have to fix it. Or are you perfect? No, no, no. Maybe, <laughs> maybe just because sometimes uh, like it's either talking over people, which obviously the podcasting has helped me, you know, kind of work on. Or um, the other thing was because even like letting um, listening more, you know, because sometimes just talking, talking, talking. Ali says like you jump in, you know, really quickly with the guest, and then it's like you know someone else might not be able to do that. So even just being able to like listen, you know, understand silence isn't bad. Give it a couple seconds, and then. How about know? the audience though? Very rarely. My dad pretty much told me that, like, yes, as, okay. in, as from like a hosting perspective, mm -hmm. you know. My dad should give advice to all of us. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, almost keep asking. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the experience. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. He's a listener. I think even just like in the field we're working with podcasting, no matter what level or how long we've been doing this, we're always going to have something to work on. Oh, so I think that's just that that side of it, like acceptance is where you can really take it forward. But you yeah. need to grow. You need to grow. Yeah. If you don't grow, man, like there's no point because you're going to end up plateauing. Exactly. And then when you plateau, you're going to ask yourself why, but it's, you know why. Mm. You're comfortable. You can't be comfortable in this, especially in this industry when things change and they're changing so rapidly, like every week something, there's a new trend, there's something else of topic uh, that's that's important to be speaking about. If you consistently stick to a one thing and it's not working for you anymore, then you should know that it's probably time to change. You know? Yeah. Would you get back to socials? Like yeah. having a personal band? I would. I, I feel like I'm going to do it sooner Whoa. rather than hey. Big sis. I'm Jade, bro. Whoa. 2024? Yeah, no, look. This so you hard, body pics every day? <laughs> <laughs> How long has this no been in the making? Confirm I've been working on this for yeah. longest. It's not like you asking if you were the reason. No, I'm not the reason. I know 100%. But I've, been, <laughs> but I've been saying, I've been, because <laughs> I said it with all of you. Yeah? yeah. Of course, yeah. And then, not that I did it, yeah. But Ashraf went from being a private account to barely not existing to at least now being able to be tagged in posts. I think once he got, <laughs> yeah. once he got married, he's like, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it's barely, but it's hard, man. You have to be consistent. Like you gotta be, it's got to be on the forefront of your mind. Let's see, it's let's talk about Susie first. For me, yeah. Obviously, you guys knew what my stance was on before this. My stance on it was, bro, like the whole idea of following somebody else's life and and being consumed by somebody else's, uh, you know, everyday actions and activities and 
and me not having the time to be able to kind of sit down and focus on my own stuff and and progress in my own life it was obviously we see the highlights of everybody else's life and you look at maybe a mundane day in a, a mundane everyday uh, you know workflow or whatever it is and you're like hang on why is my life like this why is their life like that and da, 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 da. but i feel like after building enough resilience or enough contentment in my own life alhamdulillah i feel like i'm at this point where there could be khair in what i do and i'm starting to see it specifically through what's going on in the palestinian situation everybody who has somewhat of a platform is able to make an effect so when allah SWT asks us in the hereafter like you had a platform you had the capability to make a platform and you didn't share that kind of stuff like why didn't you do it oh because i'm wrestling with my intentions no like it's 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 good to wrestle with your intentions but you know how we're talking about um leaving an action uh, 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 an action of khair is worse than um um, sorry, leaving an action of khair is worse than just stopping it because of your wrestle with intentions. Mm. It's better to do the action and mm. fight the intention than to leave it at all. Exactly. Yeah. And to at least say, Ya Allah, put it on the line, and that's it. I tried my best. And um, I was talking to you guys maybe last week or the week before about the possibility of doing our work through Sadaka Jariya, yeah? Mm. Through something that we leave behind in order for it to be a seed that continues to give us growth. Even after we're dead So I feel like That Inshallah Would be probably The the main thing For me Or the main reason For me to be going back To social media If it was to No offence Yeah yeah Well I no offence But if it was to me To push my personal brand So Nike can give the sponsorship I wouldn't do it Do you know what I mean? Let's, yeah, let's, let's revisit that in six months. <laughs> when they go, you, what Jordan's do you want? We'll give you whatever you want. And he goes, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I you know, wave, the, wave the rainbow flag now, yeah? <laughs> Wait, I want to know why it's no offense to me. Yeah, why is it? No, no, because he's talking about personal brands. And yeah. Oh, about yeah, 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 yeah. Like, look. Maybe he sees your potential getting I'm, Nike. Uh, I'm, yeah. yeah, that's why. <laughs> 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 but no, that, that's basically it, yeah. So obviously you guys knew how staunch I was before. Never in my life, not until I was 19 years old, did I have an Instagram, Facebook, or anything. Then I opened my first Facebook account at 19 years old after I finished a high school. And I thought to myself, well, this isn't me. I don't really care about sharing a picture with people. I don't really care about people being happy with me. And, and oh, yeah, getting a couple likes and da da da. And then I opened an Instagram account and I remember posting a couple photos of myself. And then I started to get big numbers or like decent mm-hmm. numbers for somebody who's somewhat of a nobody. You know what I mean? And it kind of, you feel a rush, yeah? Felt a bit of a rush. I'm like, this is, doesn't feel normal. It's nice, yeah. It's a good so rush. when are you going to start? Uh, 2024. Well, this Monday when the app comes out. Yeah, like maybe. Like an actual like, Instagram, like Sohail. Sohail Abdur 01. For me, yeah. I remember I was telling you guys, remember the first social media app that we did when Abshir was still on the podcast? Shout out like, Abshir. It just, yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> He was Keith. He was actually Keith at the time. He wasn't even up shit. <laughs> so for me, it was like the funny thing was I used to see it as basically like something pretentious, you know, something that people went to to stroke their own ego, and um, it's either that or you're there to stalk. Like it doesn't. There was no benefit in it. I thought about it. I'm like, how am I supposed to know when? My favorite restaurant is closed on a public holiday or not? <laughs> Do you know, what I mean? <laughs> there's those kind of correlations between socials now and mm-hmm. and and um and you know your everyday activities. So that that was one thing. That's why I opened uh, 
That's why I opened myself to. I didn't open a burner oh, account. Yeah. Not oh, that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking but about. Yeah. So, and I don't know if you've noticed recently, I was starting to post all those Palestine yeah. things for our social media yeah. because I felt like I had to do something, but I couldn't do it on my ones because I didn't have an account. Do you know what I mean? Is this your subtle way of um, saying that you want to find a wife on social media? Because, you know, influencer. it's your age now. Like, yeah, that's cute, bro. That's I might be married already. You don't even know, bro. Married <laughs> to the game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you give it like that's <laughs> my first social media post. Very <laughs> <laughs> to the game. Take it. Oh, sis is gonna change in the next six months. Some twenty twenty four. Some chicks were doing a. Um, <laughs> this is the funniest thing they did. You know, like the filter where you put a beard on you and you look like a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. some girls were reading the, the captions of guys' pictures. Yeah, and they were all like, w- like, kind of like they're trying to be witty and they're trying to sound like Drake or whatever it is. Yeah. And they, they're like, they're trying to do puns and double entendres, <laughs> bro. It was the funniest thing I ever heard in my life. Some of my fire lines, bro. I was like, you know what? I'm if you made that up, it's creative, man. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good, actually, if we all start becoming a bit more active. On social media. Yeah. What's, what's the benefit but for you? What do you feel like would be the benefit of well, gaining a larger platform? One thing is personal brand, like to be well-known or known for something and it's to spread that benefit. Um, I personally, for example, inshallah, Fedicum still grows and does um, what it wants to do. But what I want to do in the future, having a personal brand and being known specifically Ashraf for X, Y, and Z would be very beneficial. You know, like it's like if people can learn more about you, especially doing a podcast. I'm 25% of these chats, but then guests is always a bit different. Mm. So, you know, obviously, like I like to read books, yeah, like book to club, learn. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, but I think for me, for the, maybe the business or my aspiration stuff, it would be good to have a personal brand. But it's like the thing, it's the fighting the intentions, you know, and the effort that you got to put in. It's like, am I doing this just to show people that I'm doing it? It's something you fight every single day, you know, like even traveling. Can we, can, we, can we break it down a little bit? What are these like intentions that we're like fighting? I know it's obvious with the word. Yeah. But some people might not be following along when we're just using the word. Like intentions. how was it like, for you making that change? Like when you say intentions, yeah, what do you mean specifically? Like even like when I'm g- when I go on a holiday. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we all went to Thailand, you know, we we're all talking about posting and you know, take a nice pic. It's like am I posting to we show people? Talking about that. <laughs> Where we? I don't know, like when there's a nice pic, you're like down to five pics. <laughs> you were, no, nothing you wrong with it. But it's like you have the intention, like, am I posting to show people I'm in Thailand and I'm a traveler or my ex you know, oh, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah like uh, Chang, you know. That's you, bro, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like these these kind going. of things where gym, Wait travel, you know, whatever you do, it's like, are you showing people, you know, what, what's your intention for showing people? You keep, it's like taking a photo on the Fifi Islands, like, why am I showing people? Am I trying to, you know, and that's a hard thing that sometimes you're like, you're in different phases where you're like, yeah, I'll post that. Mm-hmm. And I think you've, I think, archived some of your posts sometimes. Yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah. So it's like the kind of thing, it's like, oh, I don't want people to see that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't mind. And we all go through that. True. You know? Um, I, s- I sometimes just think it's not a good enough photo. That's what I was thinking. I was yeah, going to say, isn't I, a Somali I was thing? just about to ask you, why, why, <laughs> why, why it is? <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of the Somali like boys do that. The archiving always. Tr- like yeah. Because they've, they've photos, got an older, they've got a beard. Because yeah. I think... And the account doesn't have anyone on there. Then I don't know, they've probably got ops or something like that. I've seen TikToks of people say like, oh, I rate when, you know, someone has zero photos. So I think maybe that's why he changed it. I was like, uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll try it I out. Think it's I'll kind test of it out. It might be test actually borderline feminine. What, to have zero photos? No, like to be the constant removing, uploading, unarchiving, archiving. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty, it's, it's, it's borderline pretty common it. with females. 
Yeah, they like they yeah, they do that a lot. So so mostly because the quality of the photo. No, I just no because I just generally look at photos from a different aspect. I think of photos being like, like for example, when I upload photos to like either my story or something, it's sort of I like it in a certain way, unless it's down right, just a stupid like egghead type of photo. Where you just upload anything for the sakes of it. Often, like I've actually gone and taken effort. I've taken effort into actually taking that photo, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or a story or something along those lines, you know what I mean? So, like, same with photos, you know, same thing. Like, I don't just post anything. Like, this guy will always tell me, yeah, you're too much of a perfectionist or something like that because, yeah, I don't know, be. just, like, quality of photos. Like, I go and follow even accounts. Like, for example, some accounts that I follow on Instagram might not be, like, celebrities or whatever, but I'll go and follow, like, photographers, you know what I mean, who appreciate, like, the art of, like, photography. Not to sound like whatever cliche or whatever, so it's like that same side of things. Do you, can I so can I ask? Do you wish you posted more, or do you like have that intention? That's why I made that second account. Uh. So then that second account is almost—it's like a smaller audience of people that I actually don't first of all don't care about. Like the intimate people. audience. Yeah, because yeah. also like on the big account, like why don't I just post if if everything I don't mind taking that photo of, why don't I just go post it on that main account? So in a way, then technically I do care about what people think. You get what I mean? So then that second account sort of comes into that second account sort of comes into play where I don't care about what I post. Everything is just a photo album. Oh, is it that? Uh, yeah, yeah say don't, it. don't say it. Don't say it. Wait, how do you know that? Bro, connected <laughs> no. to all the boys. Yeah. <laughs> nah, um, so yeah, I think it would be good. Honestly, if you're having a podcast, it's the right thing to do to try to have a personal brand. People can build a connection. And I appreciate you. people like that. Like, for example, like when I saw Ali posting his 75 hard challenge, yeah, I appreciate the idea of not caring and just posting. You know what I mean? Because it's not even like, what am I portraying or whatever? It's just like, he doesn't care what type of video it is. It's like, regardless, I've made that video. I put it out there. And half of it is just putting it like out there, you know? Sometimes like, like I know one of the boys once was telling me, and I've heard this a couple of times. It's like, I rate your other account more than your like main account. Me you too. Know what I mean? Do you, have you said that? Was because, that you? Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe I was one of them. Yeah, okay. One of many. Okay. Because honestly, I rate those, bro. Because you post carousel so you post a few photos in the one post mm -hmm. and it shows different things in what you're doing yeah obviously it depends on how much you want to share but that's what i like i want you to post more if i don't know what's holding you back but you have that, it. that's where it goes into sort of and we had this in the spine when we we're talking about it. it's like how much of ourselves do we actually want to portray to the world mm. you know because it's weird sometimes i find it very very weird where like i might not see the boys from the area or something like that for a minute and there might be like a qada or something like that and then after that uh, a, lunch. a lunch, like a nikah, like lunch. a nikah or something okay, like that, yeah. 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 And then after, <laughs> um, and then after you you bump into them. <laughs> <laughs> I said it right. No, no, you didn't. Didn't. Yeah, I did. Okay, you said you it, did, you said it like yeah. you slurped the drink. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you said it like Facebook. <laughs> but then you bump into them and then you have a conversation and it's like, oh, they mentioned such and such and such. It's like, but I haven't seen you in like three months. It's kind of like awkward. Yeah, you know, so it's uh, that's the thing that I like battle if it's anything. Something you got used to. Yeah, it's hard, honestly. Like I've got, I'm at like day eighteen posting now. Yeah, and I've gotten to a point where I realize, oh my god, I'm posting, and I'm not actually caring at all what people are gonna yeah. think. Because in the past, you can think, like, oh, you know, the small clip I'm gonna put, should I show that? What are people gonna think of that? Oh, I don't look good in that. Yeah, because of course that can really happen as well. It's like, oh, you don't look good in this video. I don't want to show it. Mm -hmm. But I heard one thing about um. Nick Bear was talking about, he said, done is better. He basically said, done is better than perfect. Yeah, you're not on the shot. It doesn't, it doesn't matter? Oh. Uh, hold it off for a yeah, second. Yeah, no, no, you can talk. Can we just get it on this? 
and then by the time they fix it, yeah. I thought it was gonna make something like no, it's not. It's not. Might not this might be a TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is the way we think. Yeah. Just <laughs> you gotta get this clip. You know. But it's not easy, bro. Like it's gotten to a point. I'm doing 20 days, and you know you start to realize, oh my, like you're posting it. You're even if it's 70, 80 percent, I'm still posting it because there's days where it's like I've left just the last second mm-hmm. to um, edit the video and pick whatever I want in it because obviously sometimes you run out of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you start to realize the little details sometimes don't matter as much as it, it is in your head. Yeah. But yeah, one of the things I said was like, I heard from Nick Bear. He basically said, done is better than perfect because perfect never gets done. Basically. Mm. So, like that. so it's all, it's always better to, if you see like a draft, a draft could be good enough, but then your perfection gets in the way. You're going to spend an extra hour just to make it 5% better. Might as well just put it out there. Next one, you're gonna get better in the next one, and then in, in in a year's time, if not, or even six months' time, you Im- improve a lot by then. Yeah. Is that your mindset with the posting? Just post and yeah, heck, right I'll now, get better over time. I think at the start I was very specific with details, filter, how do I look, and now because I just want to get it done, it's mainly the consistency. I don't want to miss a day. Now it's like I just get it posted. Well, that's that's sort of true with like our first YouTube video that we done or the second. Fadi one. Depending if we count the Thailand um, vlog, but the one we done with Fadi, yeah, where the video we done with Fadi, like the process, how it was streamlined or whatever, was when it was done. When we got to the end stage, I was like, oh, that's not that bad. So why do we put off all this extra content and all those times? You know what I mean? It's like half of it is due to us being like perfectionists. So we got to have the right content, the right cameras, and it's like. Afterwards, it's like, let's record more, you know? Have you watched the last, the gym workout video Ahmed edited and stuff? I have not seen it. Oh, okay, it's you on the drive. I sent him more notes to him, like things to like tweak. Yep. And then when I'm watching, I'm like, I don't know if this is good enough to post. No, you can't. You right. know? So you might have to watch it and then see. Because okay. I think maybe we're hard on ourselves because we know what we're capable of. Yep. But then it's like, you, c- you can only do with what content you have. Like, for example, Thailand or whatever travels you've been on. You recorded it, you can only make what you have. Mm. Maybe I think... um. You know, a last thing we can chat about can be how we f- try to find the balance of, you know, keeping the, having a personal brand and still keeping it private. Like, what's some rules? Like, for example, my rule is, like, obviously I'm married. I try not to post my wife or my immediate family. Like, that's something I do on my account. Obviously, everyone has different things, but I've always kind of been like that. Like, I try not to post my sisters or my mom. I don't really care about my, my dad doesn't care if he gets posted, but my mom, sisters, like, you know, my wife, that's things I do. Even, like, Obviously, if you play soccer and you um, wear shorts over your knees, stuff, I try not to post that because mm-hmm. then it like normalizes maybe the older, you know, and that's kind of a thing where it's like, you know, what if people keep seeing it online, it's like, oh, Ashraf's doing it and Fulan and this person's like, oh, I don't, it's not that deep. Yeah. But that's like things that I try to keep, you know, or even it's that's like good it's that you do that. It's like a music thing or. You know, no, it's good that you do that because I've realized that even in the gym, like we'd be in the gym or we'd be in Thailand, for example, and you'll be like, specifically, don't post like or something along those lines and in my world i'd just go out and post that do you get what i mean and it's like damn maybe like i gotta have a bit of relegation like you know the regulations mm. when it comes to what i post you know we all have things we need to work on music you know if it's you know wearing shorts or certain clothes we wear but whatever it is but you just don't want to normalize it yeah and that's the thing where people are like if every single guy you go on social media does that it's like what's wrong with it but if no one does it you know you want to set a standard female family is a given it's like but everyone's yeah. different i'm just yeah. saying yeah yeah, it's just, it's oh, no, no, for, for me it's a given like, oh, without a doubt yeah, like yeah. like yeah like regardless like whether my sisters are graduating 
where the moms come back from overseas. Some people do, and I find that so interesting, you know. Mm. But I guess it, it differs between different people. But um, I guess it all goes back to a bit of identity. Yeah, so, some guys I know like post their wives, and obviously like it's obviously it's uh, even if it's a private account with a couple mm. hundred followers and stuff, and I just like. What about joint account? You know, someone has a joint account. Let's let's not talk about. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's <laughs> someone has a joint account. No, no. As in, like, there are people that do couples, uh, Instagram, YouTube, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. You guys, against like, them? what's his name? What's wrong with that? Bazinga, side uh, side uh, man. Like like Dina and yeah. Sid and Dina. Yeah. I, think, I think we don't have enough time left on the podcast. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole episode anyway, itself. Anyway, I was gonna I was gonna talk about the the I what was that last question you asked the identity thing. Who? <laughs> You asked that last question about. I asked now about um, what is your with personal brand? What do you try to keep private? So what's the balance? And then yeah. now they talk about couples. Yeah, and I've Loki started to double into that because of this like whole concept of identity and like who you are and how you are to different people. Yeah, and so then obviously on a podcast or on a social media platform, you're portraying yourself as is going to be on to a much larger audience. Obviously, because you might have thousands of followers with the account, whatever this, that, you know. Like, even with that CIA podcast that I sent you guys the other day, um, I don't know if you've seen it in the group chat. So, could you maybe tell Lex what Friedman, I, I didn't yeah. watch it though. Yeah. It was, okay, so Lex Friedman had this uh, CIA ah. guy. He's like a spy agent. Tom Billiou. It was a Tom Billiou one. Did I not send the, the Lex Friedman? Yeah, I know the guy. The guy, the long hair, looks the like Joaquin. Yeah. Back in the days. Yeah. Shout anyway, out to Joaquin. Like, first of all, a lot of the podcast was like BS. You know, like in regards to the Russia-Ukraine stuff, like it's like when you chuck the CIA's uh, spy agent all, along a lot of that kind of stuff, obviously it's going to catch uh, catch people's like um, attention and whatnot. But one part of the conversation I found very, very interesting and I wanted you guys to listen to it, it was about like um, human behaviour, you know, and he was speaking about as an agent, it's hard. Uh, I think Lex asked him a question. He goes, so how do you hide your identity as a person yeah, when you go out and go onto like spy agent missions and stuff, and they train them, you know, like specifically, like how do you move, like in terms of your truth and um, not changing it when you're speaking to another person, all that kind of stuff, and especially when you're talking to them, you know. And then I was thinking about it in like myself as well. I was like, because he explained your three, your there's three types of you, okay. And I find the quote or whatever when he was talking about the three different types of you. It's like who you are in private, yeah, who you are in. You know, who are in public, who are in private, and who are in secret. There's, there's the three yous, you know, who are publicly to the, I guess, the internet and all that kind of stuff. Your secret is to those, like, beloved family members, your friends, more immediate, whatever. And secret is literally you, who, you, um, you in a bedroom or something along those lines, or you in the toilet, just when it's you in the car or whatever, you know? Um, and I was thinking about that, and I'm like, even on, like, the social media side of things, you know, how am I in regards to that, you know? And it gets you thinking, it's like, what are you trying to, like, portray? And Lex Friedman goes on to speak about um, how he tries and remain a neutral stance regardless of who he speaks to. So then later on, it becomes easier to attract certain people mm. or to e easier to conversate with certain people. He does come across like that. He does. And the problem with that is he gets a lot of backlash because then yeah. he it doesn't really seem like someone who stands for anything at all. You know, Because oh, okay. he will go and speak to Benjamin Netanyahu and then he will go speak to uh, Palestinian, for example. You know, whose podcast he's interviewed both of them, you yeah. know? So, um, can I ask you personally, like, how do you try to keep it private? You said no family, no, you just. Yeah. Obviously, you're not posting every day, which is a bit easier. I actually don't post a lot. Yeah. So you know, would you guys say I post a lot? No, not much. If, Even if stories, not much. Yeah. You're very I'll intentional. Eat a lot you're very every intentional. Day. 
Yeah. That's about yeah, it. But, but, but that's Ali 75 hard. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's, that's, actually that's even a lot. Like, I don't Daily. know, every day or every second day. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like even, for example, when we went on to Thailand, I didn't post for probably like, I actually didn't even post anything on my main account in regards to like Thailand. You know, first of all, because I thought nothing was. Then? Yeah, we're up yeah. Up there. Inshallah. I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll see you next week.